everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Sticks in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Giordano, and I'm with my wonderful co-host, Peter Nacarato. What's going on, bud? What's going on, everybody? Thank you for the nice little intro. I love I love the word wonderful being associated with my name. It always feels good. Your devil's one, so I'm They did. They high. did. We're right back in it, baby. Right back in it. Well, we're back with episode number two of Sticks in the Middle, and uh, we couldn't be happier. Uh, actually, we got a pretty big day in the Sticks in the Middle world. Uh, today is, well, April 23rd anyway. By the time you'll be hearing this, the day will be over. But today is Andrew's birthday. It is. It is my birthday today. This guy got a little bit older, and hopefully with uh, with age comes some wisdom. How do you feel? Uh, just another day. Um, getting older, which is crazy to think. Um, big year ahead. Just another day. As long as the Leafs keep winning, I'll be fine. That's the only birthday wish I could ever ask for. Here we go. So we wanted to just start by saying thank you. Um, Yes. You know, we started with this last week and the support that we've gotten from, like, we expected it from family. We expected it from close friends. But even outside of that, like, honestly, we've gotten... Uh, some very very good feedback from a lot of you and a lot of you which i'll be honest we didn't really expect no it's uh it's pretty crazy like nax was saying you know this is something we've talked about for a long time now and we finally said okay let's do it we're gonna try it out and see how it goes and we knew we were gonna get the support from our close friends and family but you know some of the support we've got from People maybe we haven't talked to in so long, but, you know, we do this because we're very passionate about hockey. And I'm I'm grateful. I know Nax is grateful. 100%. And it's, we're going to keep doing our thing. We hope you guys are going to keep on listening. And like I said, we want your opinions on stuff too. We're going to touch into that a little bit into the episode. And your support means everything. We're extremely grateful and just a big thank you. Yeah, really, this doesn't happen without the listeners. Like, without you guys tuning in and listening and, you know, being active on the Instagram page and whatever it may be, uh, this doesn't happen. So, you know, we, we do our thing over here. We talk, we, we argue a little bit, we bicker. And it seems like you guys have been enjoying it. But outside of that, like, like we said, the support has just been incredible. We couldn't, we can't thank you guys enough. Yeah. Like just as much as this is our thing, we want to get you guys included too. So when we post stuff on the Instagram, we appreciate you guys, you know, enjoying it as well. And we want to hear from you guys. We're going to touch into that, like I said, but when you guys have questions about stuff or you want our input on things, let us know. We'll talk about it. We'll give you guys a shout out and let's just talk hockey. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess with that, we might as well just get into the reason we're here, which is hockey. Um, so we have had a lot of things happen since last week. Uh, we're now getting into the game four slots. Um, so by the time you guys listen to this, the first slot of the game fours will be done. Uh, as of right now, Carolina smack. New York this afternoon, 5-2. Boston did the same with Florida, 6-2, to put both of those teams up 3-1 in their respective series. 
Um, outside of that, though, everything else is at 2-1 right now, which is exciting. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, got, like even going into series. the afternoon games today, every series has been at 2-1, to one, I think, which surprised me a little bit with some of the teams. But it just shows how playoff hockey is a completely different game than the regular season. Like, oh, yeah. if you don't come to play in the playoffs, it takes one shift or one guy or one line to make a difference, and the game just changes like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, for, for example, right now we're watching the Dallas and Minnesota game. There's seven minutes left in the third. It's 2-1 Dallas. If Dallas is able to hold on to this and pull this one off, they'll be at 2-2. Then we got Edmonton and L.A. playing. Uh, they should be starting up in about 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, if Edmonton takes the win there, there's another 2-2 series. Like it, It's it's tight. Yeah, It's like, a tight playoff. Just like this game when I was just talking about one person making a difference. For those who were watching from the beginning, Jake Ottinger is the only reason why Dallas is up in this game. Minnesota has been absolutely dominating. And he stopped two breakaways. I can't even what, tell you. A couple minutes, not even. Yeah, like they've been over three from the power if play even so if one of those go in. It's crazy, but that just shows it takes one player to make a difference. And there's oh, six minutes left when that here. player is your goalie, that's a big help too, right? Yeah, there's six minutes left. It's been a great hockey game so far. So far. Uh, so last week we did a full playoff preview where we dove into it series by series, gave quick predictions, what we thought was going to happen throughout the series, deciding factors, this, that, whatever. Uh, we're going to pretty much keep that rolling today. Uh, we're going to do a quick playoff uh, update. So like I said, we've had a few of the games happen now. We're getting into a few games where you can kind of start to see what each of these teams are about. Like we're watching a little bit slowly by slowly. You can you, sort of, you see can kind of tell like what's going on. Like, Hey, we might get an upset here. We might get a blowout here, but um, I say we dive right into it again and uh, we'll go series by series. Uh, so last time we started with Boston, Florida being that that was the first game today, we might as well do it again. So uh, why don't you lead off with Boston, Florida? They're up three Boston's up three, one right now. And uh, you tell us what you think. Yeah. So we got a 3-1 series lead so far for the Bruins. Nax, you took uh, Bruins at four. Yeah, that one's not looking too good, is it? Not looking too good. I got Bruins in five. Um, I thought this was the more realistic one. No offense. Only because I knew Florida was going to get one game. Like I said in last week's episode, I thought they were going to get it at home. Um, they surprised me with that big win big in Boston, big which time. was... I don't think anyone was really expecting that to happen, but again, it just shows where, especially six three, like really, like yeah, that was that was Florida a big one put for up Florida. A six burger on and Boston, then, in Boston, but see what I mean? Like even Florida, like you go and do that in Boston, you go home for two games and you can't even get a split. Yeah, right. And you have to win out now, which is extremely hard to do this time of the year, and it's even harder to do it against a team like Boston. Um, I think it's over in Boston. I called it in five. I'm, I'd be very, very shocked if Florida extends it. Just seeing their goaltending problems have come to life now. Alex Lyon was great in game one, couldn't get a win. Played fantastic in game two, got the dub. Game three, I don't know what the hell this guy was doing. <laughs> And game four, Sergei Bobrovsky goes at the net, which his career's done. You see it. He's not the same goalie anymore. And 
my boy Matthew Kachuk is just wasting his time in Florida for all I'm concerned. But you never know what can happen. Florida can turn it around. Straight they can win have three straight and end the series in seven. I highly doubt it. But it's happened before. But my prediction of Bruins in five is looking pretty fantastic right now. Yeah. No, I, I mean, listen, obviously me saying the sweep obviously isn't going to come true. But so, yeah, yeah, we got it. Bruins in five. Okay. Haha. You're, you're a prophet. Whatever. But, you know, I'll see. I, I think in my, like, to me anyway, a big reason why Florida might have gotten that game. You got to remember, Boston's without Bergeron and Krejci. Those are your top two centers. In the playoffs, that's a huge thing. And you know what? Just the fact that they're up 3-1 right now is is actually still pretty impressive considering you're missing those two guys. But would you not already expect that from them, though? Like, No, of course, of course. But you don't. You go into playoffs and you're missing Bergeron especially. You know, your captain, a guy that's been there for however long now. It's been, what, 15 years he's been there? He's, he's really the... Always, you could say the face of that franchise, like everybody. Oh, for sure, for you know. Sure. And, and for him to come into the playoffs not playing is really that could be a big deal, even with a team as strong as Boston. Like that could be a big morale dump. Where who knows? You know, maybe the te- the, the the boys don't really rally around him as much, and you know, maybe stupid plays might start happening because you watch the games, and even when Bergeron's playing, that guy's vocal. He is constantly talking and. When I was watching the Bruins game earlier, the announcers were even talking about how Jim Montgomery was saying, like, the difference is, in, is insane. Like, there's stuff that Bergeron comes up with in that locker room and on the bench that even Montgomery's like, shit, I wish I came up with that. Well, it talks about the maturity of players, oh, right? Shit. Like, when a guy like Patrice Bergeron speaks, if you don't listen, there's a the door. And he's a guy who leads by example every single shift. And, yeah, he hasn't been in the lineup. I, I don't even think he's – he didn't even travel to Florida. I don't think so, no. Right? So they're expecting him back in game five, which is, you know, if you're Florida, you got to be like, fuck. You know, <laughs> like – Especially or, if Krejci comes back too. Krejci, I don't think, is missed as much, only because he came back this year after leaving. Um, I mean, his veteran presence is, you know – Speaks for itself. Yeah, like he was there when they won the cup. He was there when they went on all of their runs. But Burgi is a guy that when he speaks, you listen. And when he tells you what to do, you just shut up and do it. You gotta you know another thing too, like with this Boston, you really gotta give credit to Boston secondary scoring uh scoring, sorry. Like you got Taylor Hall right now. Big four point game today. Like that's huge. Okay, and you got to remember he's playing on the third line. It's not even like he's up there with Pasternak and Marshawn. He's playing on the third line right now with, if I'm not mistaken, Travis Frederick and Stefan Nosek. Like that's 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 impressive to get seven points like that. You got a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi on the second line on six points as well. Like the, the secondary scoring for these guys has been doing well. I, you gotta remember there's only four games, right? So yeah, I mean Taylor Hall, I don't. Uh, ah, he's back. He might uh, be back, dude. He's not back. Don't start. Come listen, on. listen. Taylor want... Hall is doing well right now, but remember, they're playing Florida, man. Like, uh, but a second Florida. ago, the Florida was was you got to give them credit, and you got to give them credit. They're playing the President's Trophy winner. Taylor Hall should be doing these things. Like, you make it seem like he's this rookie. 
Taylor Hall is a proven NHL player. He should be doing what he's doing this time of the year. Yes or no? Yes, but okay. So then, seven points, seven points, seven points. Big fucking deal. It's not like he had an incredible season. Like he had a below average season. He's a band aid, man. Okay, so I guarantee you, when they go to the second round, he'll be injured at some point because the guy cannot stay healthy. I don't know about that. Well, either way. Um, like we said, Boston 3-1 in this series. Looks like they got a pretty commanding lead going back to Boston now for game five. Realistically, probably should end it. Even, in my opinion anyway, even if Florida does scrape out a win, let's be honest, game six is probably going to be Boston's time. I can't see them losing even two in a row in this series. But uh, it'll definitely be interesting to find out what they can do on uh, on Tuesday night to end this. Um, speaking of ending it, Let's uh, let's get into the next series. Uh, so another game that was played today, uh, Carolina and the Islanders. Carolina won 5-2 to give themselves a 3-1 series lead. Uh, that's another series that you look at it and really, did, did the Islanders really ever have a chance? I don't know. Listen, I came on last episode and I said I didn't see it with Carolina. Carolina's played good. First game went to overtime. Could have won either way. Second game, what was the score? Second game, uh, Carolina won 4-3 in overtime. Okay. Overtime, it can go either way. I'm actually more impressed with how the island played in Carolina than how they did this afternoon. They were horrible. Yeah, no, they did not look good today. Like Game three, though, that was crazy, man. 1-1 until But you knew it was going to be because it's their first game – it, on the island, that game was one-one with three minutes left. Finished five-one Islanders. I'm not ready to count the island out, um, but unfortunately, like Carolina's so good at home, like so fucking good, man. Like I don't get it. And you like, gotta remember who they're missing. They're missing Teravine and they're missing Sveshnikov. Like those are big names to be missing too. No, and I get it. I get it. Um, so to see but, what Brendamore's doing with that team, like. Missing too big. I mean, I'm going to call them superstars. Sveshnikov, especially. Sveshnikov, for sure. Teravine. Teravine. I'll give. I'll give him star status. I don't know about superstar, but we can call him a star, right? Like he, he's. Oh, and there it is. Dallas up three one with three minutes left. This uh, that could be the decider. Um, sorry, but Teravine and missing is a big part. And you look at the game this afternoon. Uh, Seth Jarvis, two goals. That's big. Sebastian Ajo had his, himself a couple points. Brent yeah, Burns, like a lot of their secondary guys are stepping well. up right now. Yeah, Brent their secondary Burns guys are stepping well. up. He's looking like vintage San Jose. Well, I'm a little disappointed in his Bo Horvat. Like, Bo Horvat got his first point of the series on his goal. Yeah. Like, dude, you can't be getting your first point of the series in game four. Like, they brought you in for a reason. They gave you the money you wanted. You have playoff experience experience you were a captain in the nhl for another organization like these are the moments where you gotta be ready to go like you getting your first point in a series in game four like come on man you know like this was a big game for them they could have tied up the series going back to carolina they're down 3-1 and just like florida they gotta win out they can't lose another game can they do it I Maybe I happening. took them, so I'm gonna. Well, hope sure they for do. you. See, you got Islanders uh, in seven. I got Carolina in six. So 
If I'm looking on the side of my prediction, hey, I kind of hope the Islanders at least take the next one and then Carolina goes back and gets that sixth one. Um, but otherwise, I, again, I can't see I can't see Carolina blowing this series. To, to go down, to go up 3-1, to lose to the Islanders of all, of all teams, uh, I don't see it happening. We got to wait and see. We do. We do. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's move on to the next series. Um, you know what? I'll let you take your pick. What do you want to hit? Toronto, Tampa, or you want to hit New Jersey and New York? We're going to save the better team for last. Um, okay, so we're going to do Toronto, Tampa first. We're going to go the New York Rangers versus the New Jersey Devils. Um, the Rangers are currently leading the series two games to one. Max, your pick was your Devils in six. I had the Rangers in six. I'll let you take the lead on this one. All right. Um, so Jersey goes down two games in Jersey. Now, the thing is, if you watched any of those two games, you you probably would have noticed that just because of location, how close Jersey and New York are, you look in the, the New Jersey arena and all you saw was red shirts and blue shirts. The Rangers were scoring goals in Jersey, and it sounded like they were at home. The only thing they were missing was the goal horn. So it sounds like you're happy. About no, that. no, I'm not happy. I'm just saying it, it was it was tough. It was really tough to to use home ice advantage when you really didn't have that much of an advantage. Like it was crazy watching, like just seeing an almost an even split in red and blue jerseys. Um, Jersey loses two games, both of them five to one. Uh, the thing is. I look at the score and I don't really see that it's that reflective of the game. Game two, game two, Jersey did, did actually score first. They scored the first goal. Did they collapse a little bit? Yes. However, if you looked at the difference from game one to game two, game one, Jersey came out completely flat, completely flat. New York was all over them. I'll be the first to admit. By the time the second period came around and the time the third period came around, it really did start to change. Like they almost Jersey was really starting to understand it. Then we go into New York. New York looked like they were not, I don't want to say they were playing scared, but they, they almost realize it's almost as if they realized shit. You know what? Maybe these guys are really starting to figure us out. And game three, Jersey came out flying. Goaltending change. Uh Vanacek really wasn't doing it. So what do we do? We go in with the rookie, Akira Schmidt. First rookie to start. A playoff game in Jersey since 1993. I'll give you a guess who you think that was that did it. Marty Brodeur. That's that's my boy, Marty Brodeur. Uh, goes in and gets the win, like huge win. It, that guy played incredible, and he's just a big guy, six five, two hundred and forty pounds. You watch that guy in the net; it's like he doesn't move. He stands there and lets the puck hit him. It's insane, and. Uh, do I think he can carry us through the rest of the series? Yeah, I, I really do. He played a fantastic game. And the, you can see that the team rallied around him. Getting that win in overtime was huge, huge. Dougie Hamilton, what a shot. What a shot. Absolutely ripped short side over Sturkin's shoulder to win the game. And just like that, Devils are right back in the series. So you know what? I'm happy with, uh, with 2-1. Uh, we play again tomorrow. In New York, and if we can if we can get another W, that's a two two series, and all of a sudden you got a best of three, and anything can happen. So that's that's my take. I, I still think the Devils are alive. I don't. I, everyone I hear a lot of people counting the Devils out. Oh, the Rangers are too good. They're too good. But you know what? At two one, anything can. No, happen. No, I think the Rangers are too good. Like 
when we talked about the series last, I talked about the guys the Rangers picked up. Those are guys who are making a difference. Vladdy Tarasenko and Patrick Kane are making a fucking difference. I know you were saying, oh, there's too many guys. You don't know how it's going to work. No, dude, it's working. It's working. And the Devils needed to win last game because if they didn't, coming down, you know, oh, going three, down like three it's, nothing, it's over. It's, it's over. hard, right? It's over. I think the Rangers, I got the Rangers in six. It's the Rangers are, have dominated them for the most part of the series. The first two games. I, mean, I hey, think New Jersey's goaltending. Game three Jersey was all over him, eh? New Jersey's goaltending has let them down. Up until yesterday. I wouldn't even say up until yesterday. Like, okay, up until yesterday. But Vanacek was supposed to be your guy. Yeah, 100%. In that site, goaltending has let them down. Schmidt came in yesterday, played well, by all means. But the Rangers are going to give it to him 10 times more tomorrow night. Like, they're not going to just make that, okay, this rookie goalie came in, got a win. Like, they're going to make sure they're going to pepper him 10 times more. And I think the Rangers' big boys are going to come to play tomorrow night. And if the Devils are ready, it could happen. But MSG is going to be absolutely rocking tomorrow night. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Uh, like I said, I still think Jersey's alive. Uh, I just watching the game yesterday, like they were really – really right with the Rangers the whole game. Penalty kill looked incredible because that was what was killing us before. The power play for the Rangers was out of this world. Chris Kreider is having himself a series. Dude, he's the real deal, man. He is is having himself a series. And as much as I hate to admit it because I hate everything about the Rangers, fuck, man, that guy, he's been a difference maker. Like, if it wasn't for him, I mean, you know what? He gets those two early goals in game one, gets... I think the second and the third goal in game two. And the thing is, he doesn't do that. Who knows? Who knows? Like that could that's a huge momentum changer and a huge, a huge opportunity for the Rangers to really start running away with the game. And they they really they did take it, but got the one goal. Uh Jack Hughes comes back, scores another one. But for the most part, other than the one, we kept him at least away from the net. Like he didn't have many opportunities to tip it in front like he was doing on the power play and stuff. But Either way, I still think Jersey's alive, and uh, there's lots of hockey left to be played. Um, Dude, so yeah, so I think we'll been just having himself though. Like he's, he's been, been he's been doing all right. He's been doing all right. I'm not no, gonna no, say he's been he's doing not. better than all right, man. Like you can't say he hasn't, man. Like he's proven in this series, as long as with the regular season, like why he is second best in the league. Like this guy's incredible. No, he, he's he's definitely playing well. We talked about the Patty Kane effect, but Vladdy Tarasenko, this guy is incredible right now. Like this guy is all over you the You know ice. who's been, never okay. Tarasenko and Kane, yeah, give them credit. Panarin has been irrelevant. Irre- completely okay, but what do you mean by irrelevant, irrelevant though? Why? Because he hasn't been on the score sheet? Yesterday he came down on a breakaway on Schmid and put the puck about twelve feet over the net. I'm not exaggerating. It was terrible. Then he but had that's another being irrelevant. He can't be irrelevant if he's given himself that scoring chance. No, no, but you get a scoring chance like that and you put it that high over the net. Number one. Number two, then they were Rangers run a power play and he got set up in basically in the Stamkos office, left side circle, wound up for a slap shot and missed the net again by like five feet. Like it was Dude, it was I don't nuts. think Patty Kane is irrelevant. Not Patty Kane, Panarin. Sorry, Panarin is irrelevant. But 
in this in this series he hasn't done much. He's very lucky right now that he's not doing anything. Don't poke the sleeping giant because if you do, it's going to bite you in the ass. All right, all right. And Patty Kane hasn't even started going off yet. Like once he gets going here, the Devils. so what you were saying before about Horvat and getting going in, in the fourth game or whatever, you're waiting until game five to start getting going? No, no. Paddy Kane's been going since game one. Go look yeah. at his stats. He's got a couple assists. And a goal. He, Remember, they've only played three games, right? A goal and two assists. Point per game? I just don't think that he's he's making the impact really that he should be making. Like, I don't know. You, you watch the games and he, he's... He's definitely getting a hold of the puck, but he's not. It's it's not the same Patty Kane no, that I think everybody expected. He controls the ice when he's out there. Let's be but realistic it's... here. He controls the game when he's out there. Mm, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to disagree a little bit on that. He's he's been doing like he's been playing all right, but is he doing exactly what everybody expected him to do? No, I don't think so. I think he's. But what were you expecting him to do going to the Rangers? Like what what are people expecting him to do? Completely take over games. It's okay. playoff games. So him showtime. setting what up Kreider and him doing setting up Zabinajad and the power play and stuff. That's taking over a game. But it's only on the power play. Everyone it doesn't he- matter. He's taking it over. He's making them more dangerous than they already were. At this time of the year, dominating a game isn't just about putting yourself on the score sheet. Like he's making room for them, which is so much more important. You can't say it's not. You can't say it's not. All right, all right. Well, either way, we we could be here all day talking about this because you know I'm never going to agree with you, and you're always going to. No, and I get it. I get why it's your team. You're going to support your team, hundred percent. They need to win the next game, hundred percent, because the Rangers have proven that they can win in New Jersey's building. Yep. Well, hey, listen. As of right now, we've proven we can win over there. Yeah, you have. That's true. Right, and you got to remember, this is the best. We're talking about the best road team in the league. 28-9-4, and four, I believe, was their record over the, the season on the road. And it, it's, it's showing. at home, too, though, eh? Oh, I, absolutely. Hey, but listen, third place in the league doesn't mean we've only won our games in the on the road. Regular season stats mean fuck off this oh, time. Oh, I know. Dude. I know. I know. But either way, the, they have been good on the road. They showed that they could play on the road, that maybe even playing in MSG doesn't bother them as much as it probably should have. Uh, especially, like I said, rookie goaltender coming in there. You know, I, I think it was uh, I think it was really a great way to get the series back where it needed to be for Jersey, and uh, we'll see what happens in Game Five. But or sorry, Game Four. But uh, with that, I say we move on to your favorite series, Toronto and Tampa. Go ahead, you can start. Oh, Go you ahead. want me? To, you ahead. want me to start? Go okay, ahead. I'm gonna need some time here. <clears throat> okay, so the Leafs are up to one after the overtime winner last night by Morgan Riley on the biggest floater I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what the hell Vasilevsky was doing on that one. But either way, you look at... Like you're already starting. I'm like just saying. Really, I'm just like saying. the biggest floater saying. out there. Come on. It was a floater. Come on. Uh, it was a floater. I, I wouldn't say it's a floater, bro. It was a wrist shot from the point. That's a floater. Either way, Toronto knew that they were playing Tampa since, what, January? Game one happens, and they get shellacked terrible give them i'll give them all the credit they came back game two and they won but this is the thing there was no way in hell that they were losing that game too it as as the maple leafs if you lose that second game you might as well right there fold as an organization because your fans would have gone 
ballistic. What on God's earth are you talking about? There, no. What are you honestly no, no, talking dude. about? Folding an organization. Yes. Folding an yes. organization. I'm going to let you continue, and then I'm going to go on my route. You're going to go. But that tell, makes absolutely I know, no sense. I know it didn't happen. It doesn't happen. make any sense. I know it didn't happen, but imagine going down 2 nothing to Tampa. Just, to, just imagine what would happen going down 2 nothing. I'm not going to imagine and, it because it didn't happen. You I, can I imagine it. I'm not going to. I know. I'm just saying, if God forbid they were to go down to another, I can only imagine what you would say, let alone the rest of the, of the Leaf fans. But either way, um, no, the Leafs, on it, in all honesty, as much as it pains me to say it, other than game one, other than game one, they have looked pretty good. Uh, did they fully deserve to get the win yesterday? I don't think so. I think Tampa did outplay them slightly. You know, but nonetheless, they don't ask how, they just ask how many. And obviously, you guys got the W, but. So I have Tampa and seven in this series. I'm, st- I still think that's the case. Just because you look at a team like Tampa, you just can't, can't count them out. Like you got to remember, game two, Hedman didn't play. Game three, he played. Look at the difference. Look at it. You went from a seven, seven two sh- smacking to a three two overtime game. With that Tampa organization and the players that they have, and how long they've been around and the cup runs and everything, yeah, are they a tired group? Probably. Are they an experienced group? Absolutely. And. They know how to how to overcome some sort of like adversity. Like you looked at when they got swept by Columbus in the first round. What do they do? Come back the next year, win a cup. And it's it's just like that. that that's it, that's a team that you can just never count out. Yeah, it's a two one series, but you remember there's still another game in Tampa tomorrow night. My prediction is I think Tampa's going to win tomorrow night, make it even two two. And I think it's going to really be a lot of back and forth this series. I really don't think I can't. I honestly, I can't see either of these teams going up by two games. I, I just can't see it. I think it's going to be a one and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, all the way to seven. So, like I said, I'm sticking with my Tampa and seven. I haven't seen anything yet to make me say, ah, you know what? Maybe I was wrong on that. Uh, listen, the Leafs are up. That's that's obviously huge. But now, can they keep it up? Right. That that's really the big question because, as we all know. There's a huge expectation for them to come through the first round this year. And uh, is this the team to do it? What do you think? Okay. Where do I begin is how I should start this. <laughs> Game one, Leafs didn't show up. There's no there's no trying to make an excuse for them. They were absolutely horrible. They did not show up. For whatever reason, the nerves got the best of them. I don't know why, um, but they did. They didn't show up, got absolutely shellacked, and it was made very clear to them. They can't afford to have another game like that again. So what do they do? Yeah, Hedman's out. That's hockey. And Cernak. Okay. It's hockey. And well, sir, the reason Cernak was out wasn't really hockey. Well, we'll as... get into that. We'll get into that. I don't like hearing, oh, well, you only beat them because Hedman was out. No, we didn't only beat them because Hedman was out. I never said okay? only. We kicked the shit out of them. And I said it on last episode, we weren't going to make it close. Okay. Game one, I'm throwing away because I don't even want to talk about it. We we lost. It is what it is. Game two, we showed them, listen, you want to kick the shit out of us? We'll give it right back to you guys. Okay? And that is what it is. Game three, let's talk about game three. Leafs start on time. That's a Babcock saying. You got to start on time. They did. What happened? Early lead. Okay? Tampa ties it up. Boom. 1-1 game. Our big boy got on the board. Everyone's saying, oh, we're the big boys. We're the big boys. Our big boys on the board, okay? Made it two to one. Weird, fluky tying goal goes in, slides through Samsonov, tie game. Tampa in the second takes a three-two lead. We go into the third period. 
we have no choice. We got to go guns blazing. The Riley Point situation, that was a clean hit. I don't give a shit what anybody says. That was a clean hit. If you look at where he hit him. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I'll be yeah, honest. It was I a clean hit. Tampa it's not, Bay, it's not, it's not, not like anything. Riley was looking at the numbers Tampa that Bay pushed players, him from behind. And Kucherov reacted like that because, okay, you got to stick up for your teammates. one of the best players in the world. Absolutely. Anyone would do it. I would do it. Anyone would do it, okay? But Tampa was looking for a reaction out of Toronto. They Kucherov knew, I'm going to jump Morgan Riley right now, and one of their players is going to take a stupid retaliation penalty, and they're going to be offsetting. Toronto didn't do that. Toronto knew how to defend Morgan Riley without being stupid about it. And that's exactly what they did. Steven Stamkos, I don't know what the fuck that guy's problem is. No, I'm sorry, I don't, okay? You want to grab Austin Matthews and hold him? That's fine. Number one, you know Austin Matthews is not a fighter. And Steven Samkos should look back when he was a rookie. No one ever did something like that to him. What are, what point are you proving, oh, we're going to grab your best player and throw him? Yeah, sure, grab a guy who's standing still, collecting his teammates' equipment, and start throwing him down and throwing punches. You're a fucking tough guy, Stamkos, let me tell you. You're see, a big, other, tough see, guy, buddy. That's the You're other a big, thing, tough it was guy. Stamkos. If that was like Patrick Maroon who did that or something, yeah, okay, fine. And I had more respect for Stamkos. What the hell was that? What is that? Patty Maroon, you expect something like that from him because he's a big rig. Stamkos, I'm sorry. like That's a bullshit move. Okay? And I believe Karma's a bitch who got the last laugh in the end. For now. One for point now. for the good guys. For now. Listen, Leafs in five is still alive. Put that shit on a t-shirt. Leafs in five are still alive. Say it with me next. <laughs> Leafs Never. in five Never. are still alive. Yeah, 10.7. I'm sticking with my guns on that. The Leafs win tomorrow night. It's over. Uh, see, I, I disagree. Didn't they do that last year? Go no, they one? did not do that last year. Again, when you're talking about the best team in the league, the Toronto Maple Leafs, get your facts straight. We're talking about the best franchise in the world. Okay, here we go. Richest franchise. The best franchise. Richest. Okay? And that's about it. They split both last year at home. 1-1 in Toronto, 1-1 in Tampa. If the Toronto Police get another win in Tampa Bay, the series is over. If they come back home with a 3-1 lead, it is over. I'm telling you now. All right, that's, Tampa that's Bay your, Lightning that's, are scared of the Toronto Police. I'm telling you now. They that's are. Your, that's your opinion. I, I don't know. It, no, it's not my opinion. It's the truth. And I'm a realist, and I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> Just like when you asked me last week if, oh, who's your realistic uh, person, uh, team to win the Stanley Cup. The Toronto Maple Leafs are realistic and they are going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm not fucking around, man. The Leafs are a real deal and they showed why. The Leafs have always gotten the shit end of the stick in overtime games where they've dominated overtime and they get a, the other team gets a lucky bounce. Guess what? Tampa, you want to dominate? Good. We got the lucky bounce. We did. Did we deserve to win the game? That's a 50-50 toss-up. I'm not going to say Probably we not. totally didn't deserve to win it. You can't say we didn't deserve to win it fully. It's not that you didn't deserve to win it. It's just that you weren't the better team that last game. No, we weren't the better team. But in the playoffs, the better teams don't always win. Uh, I mean, I, I can't completely disagree with that. I'm a strong with believer with the moves we made, with the people we've brought in, we're able to show the guys on the team do not get down like we have in the past. We can tie the game. Yes, we can. And what they do, they tied the game. And who scored next? Who scored? Ryan O'Reilly. 
Oh, wasn't it Matthew? Ryan O'Reilly scored the tying goal. What did I say? Guys like Ryan O'Reilly make a difference in the playoffs. It's the truth. The guy knows what it takes to win. You need guys like that on your team. Okay? Leafs in five. That's all I'm going to say. We win in Tampa tomorrow night. Series is over. Okay. All and right. I'm going to leave we'll it see. at that. We'll see. Well, I'll let you leave it at that. Uh, uh, this time, I'll let you have it. We'll, we'll see. Uh, okay, I so think that they deserve up. it. I think they deserve it. Okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. A lot of hockey to be played. At a two, the same thing I said with Jersey and the Rangers. At a 2-1 series, there's lots of hockey to be played. Those series are not even the same. Okay. Whatever. They are not the same. Not. Please stop thinking New Jersey is like Toronto. They are not. I never said that. When did I say that? What, I just said the there was lots of hockey the... to be played. No, 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 dude. The series are not even close. The Rangers have absolutely dominated the Devils. You can't oh, say they haven't. False. Tampa has not absolutely dominated Toronto. That is a fact. That is a fact. No, they haven't. They haven't. But I, the Rangers haven't absolutely dominated. Yes, they've been they the have. They've been the better team. They have not dominated. There's no way. Because if they dominated, it would be a 3 nothing series right now. Either way. Okay. <laughs> we could be here all day with this, because uh, especially when it comes to our two favorite teams, the... Let's wrap up the East. Uh, let's get into the West. Um, so actually, speaking of the West, so Dallas actually did finish the game off 3-2. They beat Minnesota. So that series is now at 2-2. But uh, you know what? Let's get into that. Let's get into Dallas and Minnesota. So even series there. Uh, Dallas obviously coming off the win today. Jake Ottinger. Wow. Stole That's all I got to say is this wow. Game. Stole wow. Them. Dallas had no business winning this game. And I think the only reason that this series is tied 2-2 is Jake Oninger. Yeah, we both, our predictions were both wild in seven. Um, I said it was going to be the boring series of the West. Wrong. I disagreed. What's been better? Or what's been worse, sorry. Like, I wouldn't say it's the most entertaining series. It's been good hockey. Like I said, I didn't deny that it was going to be good hockey. I just didn't think it was going to be as impressive as some of the other series we've seen in the West. You watch well, the Winnipeg. Listen, both of these guys have been holding their own. Like, no, they have, but you knew that was going to happen. You knew they were going to be able to hold their own. Like, Minnesota beats Dallas 5 1 in game three, right? But then Dallas beats Minnesota 7 3 in game two. Like, I don't know. That's even, okay, first game of the series, 3 2 double overtime. Minnesota wins. Like, this is a good, evenly matched series. Like, it's a fun, it's been a fun one to watch. And I, I, I you kind of had the feeling, like, you look at Dallas and, like, Jamie Benn had a, had a good year after what most can consider a, probably a little slump over the last couple of years. Like, he really wasn't himself. He wasn't the same guy that we've seen. He comes back at 78 points this year, big season. Tyler Sagan had a great year. Jason Robertson had a great year. They got great goaltending in Ottinger. They got Heiskanen on the back end. Then you go through Minnesota. They got the superstar in Kaprasov. Philip Gustafson has been playing lights up. Which actually, you know what? I wanted to ask you: What did you think about Minnesota going to Flurry in Game Two? I think they were gonna like they. The coach said they were gonna see both of them in the playoffs. I just didn't know if it was gonna be. You start Gustafson Game One. I think the most but realistic Gustafson thing stole them Game One. Yeah, like he started Game One. The most realistic option I think would have been to play him game two and if you want to change your goalie just to see what Flurry's going to give you you give him the first home game in your own building and in front of your own fans but they put Flurry in 
the, in the game thing two. with the thing that gets me but is it's hard with putting Flurry because putting of Flurry his experience in. though like I know, you have I, to understand what this guy brings to the table like oh, people thought he was washed up and brought the Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup finals in their first season man like this guy that was it's also, hard to just remember, have that was Flurry also on your team and not ago. play him it doesn't matter though, man. Like your experience speaks for itself. Like you experience saw experiences. No, no, experience is like always. You saw there. Fleury play in the regular season. Like it's not like this guy can't kick it anymore. Like, uh, he I don't know, man. He, the first half of the season, he was god awful. He was god awful. Second half, he kind of. We picked go it look up at again. the stats of guys who were god awful in the first half of the season. Some teams shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I know. I just my thing. My logic is that Philip Gustafson goes in game one. Makes 51 saves. 51 saves. Wins them the game 3-2 in double overtime. And you sit them the next game? But again, the co- it's not like Gustafson wasn't surprised by this. The coach came out before the series started and said, you were going to see both goalies. Yeah, but how do you take a guy out? That again, that's that? not our decision. Like if, if I'm the coach and I come out and say that, it's very simple. If Gustafson's starting game one, I'm putting him in game two. And if you want to see what Fleury's going to give you, you got to put him in your first home game. I agree. I agree. Game three should have right? been the first. I don't disagree with wanting to see two goalies. Like then it just changed a lot in regards to goalies, where a lot of them have the one A one B. Right? Nobody plays 75, 76 exactly. games anymore. Nobody it's, does that. So I, I barely play sixty with games. Wanting to see two goalies, I just think the mini coach was just. I think it was, it was I just think a bad timing. coaching. Mistake. I think it was timing. I think the timing yeah, was just, terrible. On I that. think Flurry should have started the first home game. Um, but again, the series is tied 2 2. It's obviously gonna, looking like it's going to go the distance. We both got the Wild in seven, and we just got to kind of wait it out and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, it's definitely been a good series to watch. Um, either one of these teams that come out of this series could very well go all the way to the probably the conference final, at least. The, you're looking at two very good teams who have very deep rosters, forwards, defense, and goaltending. The thing, Dallas, I don't see it, man. Dallas, the, the killer with Dallas is God forbid something happens to Jake Ottinger, they're done. Whereas with Minnesota, if something were to happen to Gustafson or Flurry or vice versa, they have each other that they can fall back on. And then outside of that, like you look at the defenseman, Minnesota's deep. You look at forwards, they're deep. And same with Dallas, but Minnesota just has that little upper hand when it comes to the goaltending, just in the sense of if their starter were to go down. But either way, been a very good series to watch so far. I'm excited to see where the rest of it goes. Um, But with that, I'd say we can move on to the next series. So we're watching Edmonton and LA right now, so we might as well get into that. Right now it's still 0-0. They're only a few minutes into the first, but um, what do you think of this one? Because this one's been fun. This has been a good one. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's been great hockey to watch. Um, you had Oilers in six, I had Oilers in seven. I am biting my tongue right now because watching all of the games, I don't think the Oilers are going to beat them. No, I don't right? like McDavid is an absolute powerhouse, dude. You see what he's doing, but for the love of God, that team stinks. If him and Drysaitel were not doing what they are doing, oh, that they're not team even is in the god awful, man. Yeah. No, but like McDavid looks frustrated. Like the guy got cross-checked, stays on the ice. Bouchard gives him a pass, scores, snipes, bar down, and he's looking at his teammates like, "Guys, we gotta get shit going right now." Like I'm watching them play, LA. All of their guys are so contained. Like they're playing so well. Like their veterans are playing well. Doughty, believe it or not, is actually keeping his cool, which I'm extremely shocked with because Doughty's the type of player to go right off the rails. Oh yeah. 
Okay, like especially right off, now. like this guy. Especially will, at this age, he's got. He okay. feels like he's probably got nothing to lose. Corpus Allo has played fantastic, yeah, except Corpus for Allo game two. Had, yeah, there's that little controversial game three overtime goal with whatever. That's a good goal, in my opinion. That is a good goal. But did I see? I don't know. To me, that's a high stick. But it's not conclusive that it's a high stick. Oh, you can see the puck clearly touched the stick. Then how did the refs not call him? That. See that I don't know. So but it's if you like I've I've seen slow motion replays like looking directly at Velarde and to me it looked like the stick uh made contact with the puck. But I mean listen, they're into game four now. There's obviously nothing we can do it that way. Listen, but- I think Edmonton at this point, you knew that the big boys are gonna go. Okay. It took McDavid two games to really get into it, but game three he really t- he got into it. Okay. Dry was right off the hop, he was ready to go. Um but where's Nugent Hopkins been? Yeah, he's been. Where's he's Hyman been? Quiet. Like, these are guys where, oh, Edmonton is so deep, 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 deep. Where are they? I didn't even mention him. We talked about the least. Look who's scoring for Toronto. Okay? That's a difference where Toronto didn't have a four. That's not, we're not going to keep going about Toronto, but that's just a point I wanted to make. Where have those guys been now? Like yeah, It's as if they get into the playoffs and they figure, okay, no, like, like, Leon and McDavid, McDavid will do the rest for us. Or literally – putting everybody on their back. Like yeah. Skinner's been okay. I wouldn't say he's been great. Like he's had a couple mistakes here you and there. You know what? The, the thing is you got to you got to give Skinner a little bit of credit only because it's not like Edmonton's winning these games 6-5, 7-6. Other than game 2 that finished 4-2 for Edmonton, all the other games went to overtime. Oh, well, the, the other two of them. They were both overtime games. Like to win in overtime is a big thing. Um, well, it just shows look at the character of LA's team. Like, yeah. you're playing against two of the best players in the world, and you are not backing down. Like, LA is giving it Cor- to them. Corpusalo has been really hard. Not just Corpusalo, like Victor Corpusalo. Arvidsson, Alex Ayafalo, Adrian Kempe. Like, Gavrikov's been fantastic. Joey, sorry, the other Anderson, not Joey Anderson. Anderson's been fantastic. Sean Dursey is playing fantastic. Philippe Deneau. Yeah, Philippe Deneau. It- what the hell, man? This hey, guy but, is incredible. But hey, but you know what? A lot of people were saying even in Montreal, he was good. Well, he destroyed Matthews in that series. Yeah. Like he cut, Matthews was invisible when he played in Montreal. Yeah. And you can't see anything with McDavid. Like, look at the guys I named for LA. Other than Dreisaitl, McDavid, Bouchard's had a pretty good playoff. I was just going to say, Evan Bouchard's, Bouchard's had a been pretty playing good playoff. Well. Okay. Where the hell's Nuge? Where the hell's Hyman? Like, you're like, these are your guys you need to step up. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty disappointed with how Edmonton's been so far. I mean, the, I still have them to win the series. Hasn't lived up but again, this is another one. If LA wins tonight and they go up three to one, I know the next game's in Edmonton, but I think it's over. See, I don't know, dude. Three one's hard, man. It's, it's absolutely hard. hard. I'm not saying it's not. Trust me, it's definitely not an easy thing to come back from. But at three one. With this Edmonton team, like the thing is with Edmonton is you can almost kind of say that maybe they might wake up if they go down 3-1. So it takes you down 3-1 oh, to wake up? Is that the right way to do it? Definitely not. But they also are a team that could really probably turn it on at any point. And the way LA's been playing, yeah, they've definitely been holding their own. But I don't know. Okay, it's still early in this game, but so far I've only seen Edmonton take a couple shots. I haven't seen LA take I, any shots. I was shot. just gonna say I actually have only seen LA. I they just showed four replays of Edmonton. Either That's way. fantastic. Either but way. I've seen LA in their zone most of the time. Either way, uh, 
like Corpus what a Stalo. Oh, this wow, guy's incredible. incredible. This guy's playing fantastic. Man. Anyways, if, let's, if, Edmonton, uh, if Edmonton is going to lose this series, I think Jonas Corpus is going to be yeah. a huge part of it. Let's move on. Um, let's go. Let's stick with another Canadian team. Let's go. The Vegas Golden Knights are currently up two to one against the Winnipeg Jets. Nax, that was a fun game yeah. yesterday. Nax, you have Vegas in five. I got Vegas in six. What have you been impressed with both teams, and what have you been disappointed with in both teams so far? Um, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really been disappointed with much. It was looking like yesterday was going to be a disappointing game. Vegas goes up 4-1 end of the second, and it's like, ah, okay, here we go. Here, here's the blowout that everybody expected when you were looking at this Vegas-Winnipeg team. But fucking Winnipeg, man. Three goals in the third period to tie it up, send it to overtime. Ended up losing in double overtime. But if I had to pick one thing that's really impressed me this series, and I was saying it yesterday, my early candidate for Con Smythe is Jack Eichel. I was just going to say, so I asked you who you were impressed with and not. I am extremely impressed with Jack Eichel. Like, I mentioned it on the last episode of the pod. Like, I knew this guy was going to come out guns blazing. Like, this guy has a mission to do well in the playoffs, and he's looking like he's going to do it. I'm extremely disappointed in Bruce Cassidy, and I'm going to explain why. I'm not a goalie. I don't know what it's like to play the position of goalie by any means. But for the love of God, can somebody please explain how Laurent Brossois is in net for the Vegas Golden Knights while you have a two-time Stanley Cup champion and my Trophy winner sitting on the goddamn bench? What's sitting on the... He wasn't even on the... He was a health bomb yesterday. Okay. Like, Bruce, what are you thinking, brother? Like, Laurent hey, Brossois... you gotta give Brossois credit. Okay, he's but been no, you can't great. give him credit. No, he's Look been playing great. Look at some great. of the goals he's let in. It's... Dude, how is this guy a starter in the Stanley Cup playoffs when, dude, this guy plays hockey like Darren Poopa? Darren Poopa was the worst stand-up goalie of all time. He reflects exact same way. When this guy goes down, he needs to grab the post to get up. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Jonathan Quick is probably saying, I should have just stayed in Columbus and not played in the playoffs, but at least I would have played. Like, you got to be frustrated if you're quick, dude. But Bruce Cassidy's like, you're up two to one. I put Quick in next game. I would. You're up in the series. You have nothing to lose by putting him in. You know he's going to – he, I think, only lost one game playing for Vegas since the trade. Like, yeah, one, I don't two. get it. That's who I'm disappointed in is Bruce Cassidy because I don't understand how you make a trade for quick. And, okay, you want to try Brossois and Net. You lose game one. Okay. You put him in oh, for game one two. Nothing yeah, one nothing LA. Yeah, one nothing LA. You put him in for game two. That's fine. But he doesn't look comfortable. I don't know. Game two, he stole him the game. Okay, but he doesn't look comfortable, man. Game one and three were shaky. You're up four to one yesterday. And some of the goals he let in were soft. Look at Shifley's goal. He saw the whole thing. Yeah. And how that goal went in far side is beyond me. Like, dude, like, I want Vegas to win the series. I have Vegas to win the series. Bruce Cassidy should better look at his depth chart. And say, I think Quick needs to go in. Like, why not put him in next game? Why not? I I I agree. I think he should have been the starter from the beginning. In like, regards saw- to Winnipeg, like Winnipeg, 
I see glimpses Especially of it. Especially look at game one, five one Winnipeg. Yeah, I see glimpses right of there. It. I, I thought for sure Quick was playing game two, but not for anything like Josh Morrissey being out for the series. I think yeah, Winnipeg's that's done. a that's a huge. I think Winnipeg's it. done their defense. Hey, but you got to remember he left first period yesterday. Okay, sure, but I know it's only one game, but he left in the first period, and Winnipeg did what they did without him. So you got you got to give the team Winnipeg credit. comes back is because Vegas's goalie is horrible. I'm sorry. Like, if Jonathan Quick is in net in a 4-1 game with the experience he has, dude, Winnipeg does not come back. No, this guy is a joke in net for Winnipeg. I mean, for Vegas. He is a joke. Speaking if Bruce Cassidy does not wake up and put Quick in, Vegas is going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, because you know what? You look at even yesterday. Hellebuck, okay, yeah, he led in five goals, but he played a great game. Hellebuck played a great game. He's a big reason, I think, that Winnipeg's even close in this series because really it should be 3 nothing, I think. And probably three three blowouts. Either way, um, Hellebuck's been playing great. But, yeah, no, I do agree. I, th- I really do think Quick should be in that there. Like, uh, Brasov being in there Bruce. at hey, this point, I don't know. Like, you you, you up, make man. the trade for him. Why aren't you playing But him? that's what I'm saying. It's like, like someone what, going what to What are you hiding? For... <laughs> like, especially because your goaltending's been, like, so like mediocre all year. Logan Thompson, Leron Bossois, Aiden Hill. Like, who are these people? Like, you went from Marc Andre Fleury to Robin Leonard, who at the time was good. Now, who knows what the hell he's doing? Okay, to three Bacalas, and then you go get Jonathan Quick. And hey, you know what, Johnny? Go try the popcorn in Winnipeg and stay up in the press box. You're not even going to dress. Are you fucking okay? Yeah, like if I, I'm Jonathan I, Quick, I'm going right into George McPhee's office and saying, "Buddy, I better be in net, or this ain't gonna end well." Because if you don't start playing me and we go deep, and then you want to put me in, it's not how this fucking shit works. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think Quick should be in next game. Uh, again, so I think probably he should be, but he's not going to. Probably not. Probably not. Because Bruce Cassidy is very one. Well, he's one of those guys that's very stuck in his ways, right? Um, but. Either way, uh, so yeah, like we said, uh, Vegas is up 2-1 in that series. Um, this is another one of those series, if they go up 3-1, it's over, realistically. Yeah, if, if Vegas wins the next game, uh, especially going back to the Fortress, dude, like, that house is going to be fucking rocking. Oh, I want to give a big shout-out to one of my favorite players in the NHL right now, and he's on my fantasy team every year, Alex Petrangelo. <laughs> like, he is so good, man. Like, you watch this guy play defense, and like, he doesn't crack under pressure. No, that guy's Mr. Reliable. Like, he's he is so he is good, old man. reliable. Like, you know what I mean? Like even Alec Martinez, they got guys who know what it takes to win. Shane Theodore having a great series. Yeah, like Bruce, put quick in that man. Put quick in that. Don't trust this tall idiot you got in that who stands up and down like an idiot, and you've gotten lucky so far. Bruce, please, if you listen to this podcast, put <laughs> Jonathan Quick in that man, please. You hear that, Bruce? Forget all of your coaching experience in the NHL. You got to listen to G. That's it. But either way, um, so I think that pretty much wraps up that series. Uh, next up, this one has been a weird one. This has been a weird one. This Seattle Colorado series, I don't think anybody had it going the way it's going, especially Seattle to take My game boy, one. Like that. getting his first playoff goal yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That a boy, Maddie. But especially like Seattle taking that first game. That was huge, man. Like what? Three one in like, Colorado. Like that's insane. I'm, I'm going to take. 
I go to the bathroom right before I go to bed. Looking at my phone, I go, what the hell does that say? Does that say 3-1 Seattle? Like, the crackheads won a game? I, like, I that is incredible. I can't what believe was that. Even more looking so promising was the fact that they went up 2-0 in game two. Yeah. And Brandon Tanev, like, you are an idiot, bro. Like, you ha- like, you've been playing in the league for so long. You've played with some of the best players in the NHL. What the hell are you doing blowing a kiss to someone in the fence? Like, do you not know better? Like, the hockey gods are basically saying, go fuck yourself now. Like, your team's up 2-0 against the defending Stanley Cup champions, and you go and pull something like that. Like, come on, bro. And, and they're come doing on. that as if, like, Seattle's, like, a heavy favorite to win this <laughs> like, series, yeah, too. Like Seattle's you know I mean? won seven Stanley Cups before. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know like, what I mean? Buddy, like, take it, and not for anything. You're Brendan Tanneth. Like, it's not even like... And Drew Bauer's been playing fantastic. He's a... Dude, Colorado is showing why. Like, I took Seattle in seven because I talked myself into it. Yeah, My original still... thing was Colorado in five. I'm not going to go back on it. Seattle in seven, sure. Whatever, I'm stuck with it now. But Colorado is absolutely cooking. And that's another one. They play tomorrow night too. I think Seattle can get one at home and you know, tie it dude, up. I was going to say Seattle's been giving them a hard time. But like, even yesterday, 6-4. Like, it wasn't even like it dude, was... Dude, I do not trust Gorgiev, eh? No, neither do I. I do neither not do I. trust that guy. That guy's right. wishy-washy, like, man. Dude, He's all over the place. I don't know. Colorado better look at their lineup pretty quickly because depending on how far they go, like, they really got to think, like, can Gorgiev take them to where they need to be again? Especially with the core that they have. like. I don't see it. Again, this is so early on still. We don't know what can happen because things can change in different series and people can turn stuff on. But um, if Seattle doesn't tie it at home and Colorado goes back home up 3-1, to one, yeah, the experience I, is going to take over. And, like, Nate Mack is just, dude, this guy. Like, him and Rantanen, it's like, you well, want to talk McKinnon about is dynamic. on another play. That guy's on another play. Yeah, like, you want to talk about left. dynamic players on teams. They got two at forward, and they got this, like, second coming of God only knows who. He's a mixture of, like, Paul Coffey, Nick Lidstrom, Scott Niedermeyer in Bobby one and Kale McCarr. Like, this guy is insane. Yeah, he's nuts. He's nuts. Dude, he's I'm pretty nuts. sure Kale McCarr could win figure skating competitions. How Probably. crisp. Probably. I've never his seen a guy. I've never seen a guy move his feet the way he does. And, and, and then to do it with the puck while dancing on the blue line. Like, it's incredible. It's, it's almost incredible. like he just likes teasing the guy. Yeah, it's, it's as if he's like, okay, you know what? You come here, come here, come here, and then boom. I'm just going to do a quick cut, get away from you, and see you later. Don't even, you don't even have a chance. Next thing you know, that puck's moving over to McKinnon, yeah, and that thing's in the back of the net. But, I give Joe Sackett credit, man. He's put together a pretty good team. Let's just see if Never they, mind, uh, these former players, Joe Sackett, Steve Eiserman, they've been doing well in, in this GM spot. Holy shit, man. Like, you got to give the guys credit. Like, they, they've been doing well. Maybe but, we got to put fucking Darcy Tucker up at this GM for the Toronto Maple yeah, Leafs, eh? Maybe, maybe Leaf re- legend. replace Dubis. Number should be retired. Just saying, for those who know me, know that Darcy Tucker is the best there was, the best there is, and the best there ever will be. Put that shit on a t-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. we. I, I think we pretty much both agree that if Colorado wins this next game, it's over. So, I had Colorado in six. Um, so... I mean, I'm kind of hoping Seattle may, maybe can pull out one more, but hopefully it's that too little, too late game. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've recapped all the series so far, but we're going to introduce a little segment we got. It's called Question Period. So on the Instagram account, it, uh, we put some stuff out there. So 
people could send in some questions on what they had and we were going to answer. So Nax. All right. So we got a couple. Um, so the first one I want to touch on, because I think this is going to be the most interesting Let's give these one. nice boys, uh, these young, yeah, 100%. Nice young fine men, some shout outs here. 100%. These are great so supporters one, and we appreciate it. So this first question here we got from uh, at Jeremy Hill on Instagram. Uh, he was saying, how do you guys feel about the officials in the playoffs? Um, I don't think there's been... Any other stories about the officiating? Well, I mean, yeah, that that Edmonton call was pretty. But the big thing was a West Macaulay Toronto game in Game One. So back background story with that is West Macaulay is was related to Sheldon Keefe's and another player's junior coach, and there was some sexual has, uh, assault scandal behind that, and Sheldon Keefe ended up testifying in the trial. The Leafs haven't won a game. Well, Wes McCall's been refing. Um, I'm not going to blame Wes McCauley for game one. Like, the Leafs just didn't show up. But a couple of the penalties were a little controversial. Not just on Toronto, though. Like, he made a couple controversial calls both ways. Um, but I got to think, like, if you're the NHL and you know stuff like that, like, why you, why is this guy refing? Like, if you know there's a history it's with that. Really? Like, to me, that's a conflict of interest. That is a conflict of interest. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Leaf fan. But that's a conflict of interest. Like, you, that's just anything in real life. If something like that pops up and someone around is in around you that you've kind of been in a trial with or you know someone's been, you're going to think differently about the person. So, but for the most part, I think the officiating has been pretty good. Fans are just so passionate this time of the year where they're going to boo the shit out of the refs in every building. The only other controversial thing would be that high sticking. LA with Valerdi Edmonton call that'd be the only real thing but other than that I think the officiating has been pretty good they're letting the boys play it's playoffs right so you're gonna let see that's where I'm gonna have to stop you so what I was gonna say was over the broader like in a broader spectrum when I look at the officiating I look at some of these games and I you go look at and, and you just see like one for five Oh, for six. Like these guys, there's a lot of penalties being called. And you were, if you remember, even a few years ago, it seemed like there was, you'd see maybe two, maybe three power plays combined for both teams over the whole game. And it's like the way, so I've, I've been looking back and the last, uh, all of these matchups, other than only two nights, we've had over six goals scored in every game on every night, except for two nights where there was, uh, like the Rangers and Devils last night is going two one. But the NHL wants that. The oh NHL no, no. I'm, I'm not goals. against. I'm not against scoring. I'm not against scoring. I'm against penalties and power plays deciding games. In the sense when there's so like the sheer volume of penalties to me has been a little bit extreme. I think there's just been too many calls and too many soft calls. Like you look in the regular season and like guys are getting hooking and slashing calls for having one hand on the stick and tapping a guy. That's not happening as much in the playoffs, but still some pretty soft calls are happening. Whereas to me anyway, in the playoffs, it should be obvious penalties get called. And after that refs got to put their whistles in their pockets. That's, that's just my, to me, the worst thing. And, and John Cooper even said it after game one with Toronto, the worst thing that you want to see is the refs having an impact on a game. It's the one thing that he's frustrates one to talk. me. He's one to oh, talk. But, but, uh, okay, how many look, calls does he have to every, get over the last put three everything, years? I know, but put everything fight. aside. 
Put everything aside. I'm talking about just that one quote. He's not wrong. The last thing you want is refs to be deciding games. So that's my opinion. Have is there always going to be your controversies on singular on singular calls? Yes, like the Velarde high stick and stuff like that. But in a broader spectrum, I really do think the refs just got to start putting their whistles away and letting these guys play because there's been too many too many power plays and too many penalties being called. But like I said, that's just my opinion. Obviously, what we say here isn't going to change what the league's going to do. But we hope, hey, like Andrew said before with Cassidy, Gary, if you're listening, buddy, you got to tell these refs to calm down a little bit. These guys, are, they're calling a little too much. But uh, either way, let's move on to the next question. Thanks for the question, though, Jeremy. Yeah, Thank you. That was great. That was it, We knew we were going to get a little debate going on that one. Uh, okay, next. So uh, this one here is from at Frankel Quinteri. The legend himself. Yeah, the legend himself. Um, another diehard Leaf fan, but uh, two nothing LA. Oh, 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 it's getting interesting over and here. Another All depth right. piece, Victor Arvinson. Yeah, but uh, so Franco's question was: Should the Leafs keep bunting out for the rest of the series after the suspension is over? I'll let you go on that one since uh, that's your team. That's a quick answer for me, and that's yes. Um, the Leafs have played great the last two games. I've had my problems with Michael Bunting and like my personal opinion on him for the last few months. Michael Bunting is a good player. Michael Bunting has benefited hugely playing on a line with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Okay. Um, when Bunting's been through the lineup with not with those guys, he's irrelevant. You don't really notice him, which is fine because Michael Bunting wasn't brought in here to be a top six guy. It just so happened that he was. Okay. But when you're trying to set a tone, do it the proper way or don't do it at all. Like that was extremely stupid what he did to Chernak. Chernak is a two-time Stanley Cup champion and he's a vet in the league. You don't be pulling shit like that. That was probably one of the dirtiest things I've seen. You don't pull that that shit up. That was bad. And he's in a contract year bunting. So now you've taken yourself out of the playoffs, out of the lineup, and the Leafs are 2-0 since you've been out of the lineup. If the Leafs win again tomorrow night, Michael Bunting should not be in the lineup because at this point, who do you take out? Matthew Knives has been playing fantastic since he was put in. The fourth line's been fantastic together. Okay? Like, I'm sorry, Bunting, you did it to yourself. Unless someone gets injured or unless you lose two games in a row here, you should be watching from the press box. And when you try to act like a Darcy Tucker, there's only one Darcy Tucker. There's only one Shane Corson. There's only one Ty Domi. Buddy, you were nowhere close. Okay? He tries to fight and gets his ass kicked every single time. You want to set a tone? Set a tone. How he did it was a complete wrong way. That was bad. That was, was a so complete r- wrong way. And I get it. He's a to- hometown boy. You know, like you want to put him in the lineup, but... When you do something stupid, you deserve the punishment you got. You got a three-game suspension, you're going to serve your suspension. If nothing's working, sorry, if everything's working and there's no room for you, you got to watch and you got to cheer on your team and you got to be a team player because you have no one to blame by yourself. So to answer Franco's question, I don't put bunting back in unless, like I said, you lose two games in a row and you need to make a change. But Nice has looked fantastic since he's been in. The fourth line with Camp, Aston Reese, and Lafferty have been doing their job. Like everything's been working well. I just don't know who you take out, and no one deserves to be taken out. 
No, I well, I mean, maybe on the defensive side, maybe, but otherwise. Well, listen, we all. I think every Leaf fan hates Justin Hall. Like it's it's not a. Okay. He could have ended Perry's career. Like he could have ended his career and he let him skate by. That was bad. Justin Hall should not be in the lineup. Everybody knows that. I don't like talking about it because he's a Keefe guy. He's won a Calder Cup, 3 nothing. 3 nothing. Anze Kopitar. He's, El he's won a Cup. Sorry, he's won a Calder Cup with Sheldon Keefe. He's a Sheldon Keefe guy. He's Sheldon Keefe's Swiss Army knife. What the hell that means, I have no idea. Okay? He is nothing but a liability. This guy plays defense. Like, he plays shinny Sunday morning hockey. Hmm. So, Franco, thanks for uh, sending in the question. Let's move on to the next one. Actually, you know what the funny part is? Really quick. You know what the funny part is about that? After Franco's question, the last thing he said was, and Hall sucks ass. So, I guess this really is a, a Leafs thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you know what? Let's do one more quick one. Yeah. I think we got time for one more. So, this one here is from at Alex Morrow. Another absolute beauty of a legend uh his he asks kucherov's antics after the whistles with samson off do you think the leaf should keep letting him do it or go after him i have two opinions on it two is it i he's doing it because he's trying to get under his skin and if you let it work and you let it get onto your skin he's going to keep poking the bear nikita kucherov is one of the most talented players in the league, by all means. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He's one of the best goal scorers in the league. So you got to give him that. But when he goes about knocking Samson off stick, it's it's a tactic to try to get under your skin. He's Russian. Samsonov's Russian. So you know some more things are being said other than tapping of the stick, okay, that no one really understands unless you're one of the Russian guys on the ice. But... Samsonov hasn't really let it bother him, which I think his time in Washington and seeing so many things done to Ovi and seeing how Ovi's reacted to them kind of has that mentality where you got to know if you let that shit start to get to you, you're going to start retaliating. Kucherov wants you to hit him. Like Kucherov is waiting for someone to react and sucker punch him in the face and Tampa's going to go on the power play. Um if it gets out of hand, like if he freezes a puck and you're jabbing at his glove, then yeah, you, you got to take the guy out. You got to throw him into the boards and you got to give him a shot. If he's just knocking off your stick, I think it's just a verbal conversation, like a guy like Luke Shen, just to go up to Kucherov and basically tell him, buddy, you do this again, we're going to put you through the ground. Yeah, I don't think again, something like that is like worth that. getting like Luke Shen's been a fucking rock star, man. Like when he was scrapping against Jano in game two, me and my dad were screaming at the top of our lungs, like, Luke's troops is in full effect right now. Like, the band is back together, and his troops are behind them. All you like, guys need they, is FNAF. Just bring FNAF back for one year. We're not talking about FNAF right now, okay? <laughs> but Luke Shen is a rock star. When he called Patty Maroon irrelevant yesterday, that was incredible. Like, Luke Shen is a rock star. Luke's troops all the way, and that's how I feel about the Samsonov Kucherov yeah. thing. No, what do you I, think about that? Quickly, uh, you know what? I agree. I would say uh, to knock a guy's stick out of his hands. Yeah, okay, it's the goalie. Obviously, there's a the whole thing. You don't touch the goalie. There's the code and whatnot. But to knock a guy's stick out of your out of his hands, 
to go after him for that, I, I I would disagree. I would say I would say it's definitely not worth taking the penalty for because that's exactly what he wants you to do. That's exactly it. He would go there, do that, hoping that somebody's gonna come there, give him a cross check, or like you said, give him a sucker punch. Next thing you know, Tampa's on the power play and it changes the game. Um so yeah, I, I agree that it wasn't really necessary to do much about it other than really probably like you said the verbal aspect of it. But um yeah. I, I, I think what, what ended up happening from it was as about as good as it should have been. Like I said, not worth the penalty, not worth putting your team down a man for, for what? Because the guy knocked the guy's stick out of his hands. Um but yeah, so that's pretty much it with question period. Um all right, guys. That's it. We uh, wow, the time really flies when you're having fun, eh? Because uh, that's uh, that's another episode down. Episode two sticks in the middle, officially complete. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see you guys all next time. Yeah, like I said, just quickly again, guys. We just want to say thank you so much for all the support so far. We hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode once uh, once it's out. And next time we talk again, some series might be over. Some series might be going to a game seven. We already might know some second round matchups. Like it's the best time of the year it's for a reason. Get and we can't wait. Like I said, guys, keep uh, being active on the social media. We see everything. We're going to bring yeah. everything also to the pod. We know there's uh, some comments about people coming on. We will get to that. We promise we will be having guests jump on the pod with us. Um, but like I said, continue to be active on it. We can't wait to see this thing take off. We have great plans for it. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. And until we meet again, until we meet again, peace. See ya.